Huntsville, Alabama in 1946, a city that was as American as Apple Strudel. From LA Times Studios comes Paperclip, a podcast sponsored by Amazon Studios and inspired by its Emmy-eligible dramatic series, Hunters, starring Al Pacino and Logan Learman. Join host Michael Ian Black as he teams up with a Cold War scholar to explore Operation Paperclip, a real-life, top-secret program that brought Nazi scientists to the American heartland to work on government aerospace and medical research projects. Available now on Apple Podcasts and all other platforms. Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, business editor for Variety. Today, my guest is Bob Greenblatt, chairman of Warner Media Entertainment and Direct-to-Consumer. Greenblatt has a long resume in the television business. He's known for turning around the fortunes of Showtime and NBC. Since March of last year, he's been the executive leading the charge behind HBO Max, the streaming service from Warner Media that makes its debut today. It's a $4 billion bet for AT&T that streaming is the future profit engine for its media businesses. Greenblatt and I spoke on May 11th as the two-week countdown to launch began. Hello, Bob. Hey, Cynthia. How are you? It's so nice to see you. Good to see you. Again, thanks for taking time out to join us. My pleasure. You're two weeks and three days from launch. Yes, counting, right? (laughs) HBO Max. You might have heard something about it. Tell us kind of at this stage, where are you in terms of putting final bells and whistles? Are you looking at programming? What what kind of stuff are you doing as the two-week countdown begins? Well, honestly, we're in the final stages on everything relating to the platform, the app, the content, And, you know, once we get to May 27th, which is the launch date, it won't be really the end of the process. It really is just the beginning. But I will say um, in these last eight weeks, we've been doing all of this largely from home. And it's quite remarkable the degree to which everyone has been able to deliver. Um, But, the you know, the technology, the platform, everything has, uh, you know, an up to the last deadline sort of uh, delivery on it. So everyone's working away round the clock, putting the finishing touches on original content, a look at everything. But, uh, you know, we're in really, really good shape. I know that you've been test driving this, test driving HBO Max with internal users. What, what kind of feedback have you gotten? Yes. I mean, this is the process when you take something like this to market. You really want to show it to, you know, certain groups of people internally. And, you know, we call that the beta phase and really just test it. A lot of the bugs will uh, present themselves in the technology. Those will get worked out, but it's really exciting to actually see it up and running something that has been on the drawing board for, you know, so long, you actually get to see with it and, and see it and play with it. And, uh, it's not all in there yet, because as I said, everything is being delivered, you know, right up to the last minute. But uh, we've gotten great, great feedback, um, some really good constructive comments from people. Um, and, you know, again, the tech teams have just been so on it in terms of making sure this platform runs seamlessly. And I mean, that's what, you know, the customer expects. 
are there elements to the navigation or to the interface that you think are going to wow people? Can you give us any flavor of what that's going to look like? You know, we will have, um, I think just overall it looks beautiful and it will run, you know, perfectly. There are some things we've talked about over the last few months that some will be available at day one, some will be rolled out in the months thereafter. But we're going to do some some interesting curation um, down the road. What, what you will see at launch are um, something we call programming hubs, content hubs, which I think is new um, in, in the world of streaming platforms. And that is once you scroll down um, beyond some of the uh, top carousels, you will see groupings of programs, uh, programming according to their brands. For instance, you know, there'll be a big HBO hub. So when you go on to the HBO Max platform, which has HBO as well as so much more, you could just roll right down to the HBO hub. You hit that button and then you are immediately into sort of an HBO curated world. But there will be other brands that you can do that with as well, um, such as, um, you know, Adult Swim, um, Turner Classic Movies, um, uh, anime, different, different kinds of programming. And I think that's unique. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to find new ways for people to um, navigate through a, a platform. I think we're all frustrated to some degree with the volume uh, of these platforms. And, you know, you can scroll this way, that way, up and down and be frustrated at not finding something um, unless you search for it. Um, and we're trying to do some things organizationally, which um, I think will make a difference. And, um you know, there's a lot more to talk about there, but uh, I, I really look forward to you experiencing it for the first time. And, you know, you'll see carousels where we group friends episodes according to certain, you know, funny and interesting sort of themes and lots of really fun curation things, uh, which we're excited about. I know from talking to you and your team that curation, curation, curation is such a big part of that. Is some of that in response to what we're hearing from the industry about feeling like some serv some of the larger services can just feel like a warehouse where it's not as conducive for people to you know people to find find their shows? Yes, I, and you know it's not really for me to uh, denigrate any of the existing services because we all use them and, and enjoy them, um, but we really uh, you know thematically for this this new product, we wanted to go with the basic sort of underlying principles of what HBO is. And, and HBO, we know, is not only high quality, but it's one of the best curated systems in the world, right? They don't make hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of original shows, um, but the shows they make are really of the highest quality. And so you come to expect that when you go to HBO, even if it's not your personal taste, you're going to see nothing but high-level quality program. So in, in that way, we're trying to curate that throughout the entire platform um, and all the new Max Originals and even the library content. You know, we have thousands of hours of movies from the great Warner Brothers film library and television shows um, as well. And yet we didn't put everything in. We could have, but we decided to really go through those libraries and eliminate a lot of the stuff that we knew you would never want to watch. So overall, I think, you know, one of the distinguishing factors of our platform is that we're really trying to make it, 
you know, curated. I know the word is overused, but um, I haven't found a better one yet. But we're, we really are, you know, trying to uh, adhere to that. Um, let me ask a specific question on HBO. When you go to HBO Max on the HBO Hub, when you pull that up, will it look like what HBO Now looks like? Will it be? Will you go to that, or will it be? A, will it be a different environment for HBO than we've seen before? Good question. It's a it's a different environment because it's it's along the lines of what the new HBO Max app is overall, which visually is is more arresting and, and different than what the current HBO Now service is. Um, also, in HBO Now, I think you know um, programming is mostly organized alphabetically. You know, we built off the Now platform technically, and we have expertise with the Now product that's been in the market for the last you know, four or five years, um, but it was a simpler product, right? And and didn't scale in terms of users. So there were things that we just never did. Um, those are all now going to be available in HBO Max. And when you go into the HBO Hub, it, there is so much more to be offered um, in the Hub itself. Do you feel any new programming venture, uh, especially on this scale with this company, is going to be very high stakes. Does it feel more so because the HBO brand is imbued in this product? Yes, I mean, anything you bring to market in this space is high stakes. I mean, we just saw Disney transform their entire company to bring, you know, plus to market and what a stunning success that is. Um, so yes, uh, the stakes are really high. And we knew that HBO being fundamental to the platform, um, was going to keep the stakes really high for us as well. Um, and yet we also knew that that brand means something to the audience, not only here domestically, but around the world. And we felt that um, we wanted to assign ourselves the task of any of the programming that we add to this service, to this, to this platform alongside the HBO service um, has got to be at that kind of quality level. And as I said, the, uh, libraries have the high quality, whatever we are acquiring, um, the Doctor Who library, you know, um, the Studio Ghibli library. I mean, we're really trying to go for things that are of the highest quality. Sesame Street, which was also in HBO originally, but kind of an island in, in that, uh, you know, in that service. Um, we're really bringing that to the fore. And, you know, Sesame Street is arguably one of the greatest brands for children and educational television. So we tasked ourselves with um, rising to the level of HBO for anything that's in the service. And of course, that's going to be subjective to a certain degree, but we really are um, serious about putting this out as the highest quality service that, you know, and platform that you can get. And I know you have, the company has stated a goal, <clears throat> excuse me, of 50 million domestic subscribers by 2025. I know part of the impetus for all of this has been to grow, to give the mothership HBO a bigger platform. Do you feel that, you know, that the rising tide here is going to lift all boats, that HBO Max will be a very nice engine for Warner Media and a very nice engine for HBO, which has been, despite the digital gains, it has been relatively stagnant at around 33 million subscribers for the last, you know, five to eight years, I believe. Yes, I think you put your finger on it exactly right. Um, 
HBO is a phenomenal product, but um, there's a ceiling to it. And as you said, it, it's sort of been at that ceiling for a few years as the rest of the world has gone much more aggressively to these larger streaming platforms. And so I think not only will we be able to bring all of the Warner Media assets together <clears throat> in this platform, um, but one of the benefits of doing it, if we, if we do it correctly, is HBO, the great HBO service, which is now 50 years old, right, will be exposed to many, many more people, um, some of whom, you know, probably think HBO is not for me. You know, it's the programming is mostly adult programming. You know, it's a certain kind of uh, programming. They don't do much reality shows, much unscripted aside from, you know, documentaries. So there are things not in HBO that people you know, have thought, well, it's not for me. I, I hope we can expose a lot of those people to this product, I mean, this, this service, by virtue of it being part of the overall platform. <clears throat> and then, you know, all the content will be there together, and, and I hope we'll increase the, you know, the, the exposure for, for HBO in general. Um, I know, obviously, you must be somewhat disappointed. You must be disappointed that they, you had plans to launch with some fanfare and the reunion of Friends, six actors that aren't in the same place together very often. Um, is that, did you feel like when it became clear that in pandemic conditions that that, that reunion special was not going to happen, did you, did you scramble at all to try something, to try to find some kind of a replacement event? Or how did, how did you grapple with that curveball? Well, at first we were in denial, right, that it would be um, delayed that long, as I think we all were when this started. Uh, at first we thought, oh, shows will be, you know, delayed for a month or, or two at the most. And now it, it seems like it's going to be, you know, far longer than that. Um, and uh, we're holding out for being able to get this special done, um, hopefully by the end of the summer, if, if the stars align and we can get back into production. Um, we do think there's a value to having a big, raucous live audience to experience these six great friends coming back together. And, you know, we didn't want to just suddenly do it on a web call with, you know, six squares and, you know, people shooting from their kitchens and their bedrooms. Um, now, I, I reserve the right to say if this goes on, you know, indefinitely, we may, you know, go more to, to a virtual route if, if it you know is delayed too long, but at the moment we're trying to you know look to the future and get this thing done um, in a more conventional way, and um, I think it's worth waiting for. We were we would have loved to have had it on day one, but at the same time, if we can get it launched in the fall, um, I think it'll be something that we can you know have the audience really looking forward to as well. You get almost, uh, you know, a second wave of, uh, yeah. you know, another wave of marketing around it. Yeah. Well, like, I, like I said at the beginning, May 27th is just the start of the marathon. And we need to have, you know, events like the Friends reunion every several months, if not, you know, longer. Now, we'll never have that, you know, that perfect storm um, again, but it's incumbent on us to, you know, have one thing after another that keeps the audience really, really engaged. We'll be right back. 
Huntsville, Alabama in 1946, a city that was as American as apple strudel. From LA Times Studios comes Paperclip, a podcast sponsored by Amazon Studios and inspired by its Emmy-eligible dramatic series, Hunters, starring Al Pacino and Logan Learman. Join host Michael Ian Black as he teams up with a Cold War scholar to explore Operation Paperclip, a real-life, top-secret program that brought Nazi scientists to the American heartland to work on government aerospace and medical research projects. Available now on Apple Podcasts and all other platforms. Welcome back to Strictly Business. Here's more of my conversation with Warner Media's Bob Greenblatt. You've had obviously the pandemic conditions have have thrown a wrench into into some of your original programming plans, but you didn't have a ton beyond the Friends special. You didn't have a ton that was going to be on at launch. You really are so much of the HBO Max sort of selling proposition to the public is the depth of this library. Incredible movies and incredible shows. Do you feel like that's a competitive differentiator for you because it is so deep, especially with adult programming? Um, yes, uh, I would agree with that. But I would also just say that, um, you know, when you look at the original programming of HBO, again, since the service is part of HBO Max, all of the, the new HBO original programming from Perry Mason, which is coming up this summer, you know, to Lovecraft Country, um, all those shows, The Undoing in the Fall with Nicole Kidman and, and Hugh Grant, will be part of, you know, HBO Max. And then there's actually quite a lot of Max Originals, which is the additional original content that we're building around the HBO shows. Um, we're launching with six shows on day one, including a show you know, starring the wonderful Anna Kendrick called Love Life. We have the Elmo talk show for kids. We have a great um, reality show called Legendary. Um, we have a really searing documentary called On the Record. We're going to have uh, a, a, a lot of original programming on the Mac side of things as well. Um, and then it's our job to keep those coming as the summer you know, rolls on. But, but yes, the, the, the libraries and the acquisitions that we've made, Friends, South Park, you know, Big Bang Theory, um, the list goes on and on. The West Wing will be there. Those really are also, I think, differentiators for us. And um, when you put it all together... I think it's a really extraordinary value. Let me ask you, you know, um, Bob, you've been, in, you've been involved with a lot of networks over the years. You, you've helped, you know, you've come into networks that were in a, in a bad place and, and lifted them up. You brought, you know, during your time at Showtime, you really brought that company into the original series business. What, what is different about doing this kind of a, a launch for some, for a, channel that is not a linear channel, but a, but an on-demand collection? Does it change the way you think about the positioning, the marketing, how, how you go about bringing an audience to an on-demand network versus, versus a linear network where you can say, tune in Sunday night at nine? Yes. Um, honestly, yes. I mean, I think there's a real, uh, you know, goal to, and it's familiar to us, to bringing an audience to something new, a brand new platform in which we are, you know, branding the, the new service and, and getting it out into, you know, the world at large. And, you know, by and large, we're doing, 
you know, the marketing outreach in, in the same way we would do a launch, you know, on, on any, you know, sort of big network. Um, however, once you get the platform up and running and the customers start coming, then you have data and insights that it come directly from the viewing patterns of these audiences. And they start telling you in a much more sophisticated and I would say maybe accurate way than Nielsen does, um, what people are watching and what they want to watch. And, and then we start to um, adjust the programming accordingly. Um, and at the same time, market to them in a growth and subscription way, very differently than, you know, taking a 30 second spot somewhere or an outdoor billboard. Those um, marketing plans, which are very complex and strategic, you know, go right to the audience, the, the customer themselves, um, and in different demos and, you know, groups of how people watch certain shows. And the sophistication of that is really what I think will, um, you know, differentiate uh, us from our competitors, as well as all of our all of the streaming platforms from traditional media. I mean, it really is a whole new way of speaking directly to, you know, the customer. And you must already, as you've said, this is day one is day one. You, you've said that you've had, you plan to have iterations every eight weeks or so. Are you already looking down the road to a time when you might have, more, you know, some form of CNN on HBO Max? You might have other elements from the Warner Media world adding, you know, flowing into that hub. You mean um, sort of as a as a standalone service that we add to the platform, or do you mean programming from those divisions? Just more, more programming coming in yes. from. Yes. In fact, um, we are, you know, CNN, uh, I think people know this, have an incredible movie division, and they make, it's called CNN Films. They make documentaries, um, and we are ordering several new documentaries from them, as well as, um many things from their library. Um, same with other networks and services across the Warner Brothers portfolio, whether it's um, Adult Swim or the Cartoon Network. We have all the Hanna-Barbera Hanna cartoons and, you know, all the great Warner Brothers animation. We've just ordered, you know, 80 new Looney Tunes, um, you know, to go along with the voluminous library that we have. So there's going to be a lot of things from the Warner Brothers assets, new versions of them. On the on the on the service and, and the platform, um, and you know at the same time we're also acquiring things outside the company. So there's a voracious appetite you know that needs to be fed on this platform. Um, but I will say Warner Brothers brings us so many things right from the get go, and we've spent the last year mining through what all those are and how can we do you know new and updated versions of them. Gossip Girl, you know, is a a good example from Warner Brothers Television, which will be coming later in the year. Um, and, you know, we're thrilled to have it. So we, we're, we're really in a great position with the assets we already own, um, but we're really not stopping there. It goes, it goes well beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, Bob, you came into uh, Warner Media in March of 2019. So you came in fairly, fairly early on, but you came into a situation where people were already working on the thing that would become HBO Max. What was challenging for you as a leader coming into something that was sort of already, sort of already moving in one direction, but you were tasked with bringing it all together? What would you say were some of the challenges, especially early on? 
Well, the good news is that it wasn't that far along. Um, there were only a couple of key people that were starting to work on the tech platform and very early stages of, of new content. Um, so I did have the ability to get in there really at the beginning of it all. But it, it was like inventing, not inventing, but setting up almost an entirely new network. And I know network is sort of an old-fashioned um, comparison, but for me, having come from various networks, it was appropriate because we had to come up with, you know, a content group and an acquisitions group and a scheduling group. I mean, we are going to schedule HBO Max in a way that is done with sort of the old-fashioned way, with people coming up with what shows are delivered when and what shows they should go with. And um, obviously the technical side of it, the, the development of the product was an enormous undertaking. We have great assets in, in the overall AT&T world. Otter Media was already at the company. So we had the ability to draft Tony Consalvis and Andy Forcell over to the Mac side of the, the company. Andy was at Hulu at the beginning and, and Tony's been involved in many of the digital enterprises at AT&T. So um, I really just tried to assemble all the right people and try to organize it. Um, and I will say it was done quickly. Um, and it's remarkable to me that only 14 or 15 months after almost the original inception of this new business, it's going to be launched. Um, and we're really proud of where we are. I say that, you know, with, with all due, uh, you know, sort of uh, humility. Where will you be on the 27th? Uh, I, I guess I should ask, where, where, where had you planned to be if the situation had been normal? Would you have all been together? Probably. And, you know, we were, we were planning an enormous launch party that everyone was going to come to. And, um, you know, Hollywood loves a launch party. So we were all excited about that. Would we that really, have been a lot? Uh, probably. You know, we hadn't even gotten that far in the planning, but, but most likely – we did redirect all of our PR efforts in the last, you know, eight weeks into either virtual events, and we've had a number of them online with people. Um, but uh, you know, we all would have been together in some form or fashion. I think in this case, I will just probably take to my bed on the twenty seventh and not want to get up um, because it's really been, uh, you know, a, a long haul for the past year, um, and. Uh, you know, we all feel, we'll feel the enormous relief of it. And then, of course, like I keep saying, the broken record, it ain't over. We just have to then, you know, go, 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 you know, until, you know, time runs out, basically. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Good luck with everything. It's great to speak with you, as always. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Love to see you. Cynthia. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Strictly Business. Huntsville, Alabama in 1946, a city that was as American as Apple Strudel? From LA Times Studios comes Paperclip, a podcast sponsored by Amazon Studios and inspired by its Emmy-eligible dramatic series Hunters, starring Al Pacino and Logan Learman. Join host Michael Ian Black as he teams up with a Cold War scholar to explore Operation Paperclip, a real-life, top-secret program that brought Nazi scientists to the American heartland to work on government aerospace and medical research projects. 
available now on Apple Podcasts and all other platforms.